Ever heard the quote, I just don't want to die without a few scars? But what if your life was full of scars? More than you could bear? We're going to look into that on today's episode. Welcome, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects like that one right there. Uh, We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory, and uh, I think it's understood that we've all had our share of scars, sufferings, or even trauma for which we still, well, may carry the remnants. But do the scars really ever go away? The woman in our story is going to show us how you live with the scars on this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Cicatrix, a physical condition. Sounds ominous, hmm? I have cicatrix. Well, you better get that looked at. But all you're really saying is, I have a scar. So we all have cicatrices to a greater or lesser degree. And some scars can be around for a, well, a lifetime, both physical and emotional. And if the scars of life are severe, what's the best way to bear the pain and move forward? Well, Brenda Franks is going to shed some light on that very thing in this week's episode. Also, you want to stick around because later we are going to field a listener's question and give the rest of you an opportunity to enter our sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true testimony of Brenda Franks. Hello? Hi, son. Larry? Who is it? Is your dad home? It's a policeman. We don't live with our dad anymore. Our aunt and uncle are here. I'll get them. Aunt Susan, it's a policeman. Did we do something wrong? Uh, No, dear. Did they tell you I took some of my brother's Halloween candy? No. I try to let families figure those things out for themselves. Well, it was just chocolate almonds, and he doesn't even like those. Please don't take me to jail. (laughs) You're not going to jail. What? What is it? Hello, ma'am. I'm so sorry to have to tell you this, but uh, Alice Craddock has been in a car accident. (gasps) No! (laughs) Is she okay? It's not looking good. I was born to a loving Midwestern family who taught me about Jesus. My dad had two jobs, preaching on Sunday and operating cranes throughout the week. My mom had a beautiful voice. I always wished I had inherited her talent for music. She was a gospel singer. We made some wonderful family memories together when I was a young girl. Is it time yet? What do you think? Open the gates. Come on down. (laughs) Wait for me, wait! Hold your sister's hand, Larry. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <gasps> Santa came! Can you believe it? Easy, Tiger. What happens before we open oh, presents? Oh, oh, the Jesus story. That's right. Do you want to read it, hon? Well, only if Mom promises to sing something first. Oh, oh, will you sing, Mommy? Yes, please. 
come the fount of every blessing tune my heart to sing thy grace streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise but when i was five years old can you please stop everything changed Today, we'll meet a woman who, as a child, felt alone, abandoned, and unwanted by just about everyone she knew. The true story of Brenda Franks, right now on Unshackled. I don't understand. I know. It's hard to explain. I'll take Karen. Thank you. But why does Dad want to be with... What's her name? Evelyn. Because he's picking her over us. No, he's picking her over me, not you. Why? I don't know. Does everybody at church know? They will soon. What will we do? Go to a different church, I guess. Where will we live? We're going to live on one side of the duplex, and Aunt Susan and Uncle Steve will live on the other. How will we get money? I'll get a factory job. I don't know. You don't have to worry, Larry. How come we're the ones who have to change our whole lives? Dad left us. It does feel unfair, doesn't it? But God doesn't give us more than we can handle. I do know that. Will we see Daddy? Mm-hmm. You will. But we didn't. I didn't see my dad for a long time. We struggled financially. And as the oldest girl, I had to care for my younger siblings. I'm going out. Where? Mr. Penfold said he'd throw some change if I helped him paint his fence. Oh, that's right. D did you get something to eat? Don't have time. Well, this stew will be ready when you get home. What's her deal? I don't know. She might just be tired. Shh. It's okay, Karen. You got her? Yeah. When's Mom home? Uh, not till 9. She's on a double. All right. See you soon. Love you, Larry. Love you, B. Here I raise my Ebenezer. Here by thy great help I've come. And I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. My mom continued singing on her own and with different music groups. This kept us traveling to many different revivals and churches. She demonstrated for us that our faith was in Jesus and not the things of this world. Seatbelts, everybody in? All set. Yep. That was a good one. They had snacks. <laughs> they did have good snacks, didn't they? I didn't like the main speaker, though. <laughs> How would you know? You slept through the whole sermon. No! Yes, you did. He did, Mom. It's all right. It's okay to be tired. Uh, I thought he was good. But you are the star, Mama. Jesus is the star. <laughs> you are the best part besides Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, girls. Did you tell Dad you were going to be performing for so many people? No. I'm not quite sure where Dad is. Does God ever give us more than we can handle? No! The day we got news of Mom's car accident, my aunt was taking care of us. Mom was headed to work, 
I ran upstairs and cried in my closet. I knew deep down that something terrible had happened. God, please, please don't let Mommy die. Please let her be okay. I pray for her heart and her head and her body. Please, Jesus, please save Mommy. Brenda, we didn't know where you went. I'm right here. Can I come in? Yeah. I learned later that upon arriving at the hospital, my mom was declared dead. My grandmother was called in to help make some decisions. Oh, Alice. I'm so sorry. Is there really nothing you can do? If there was, we would be doing it. This was a terrible, terrible accident. My baby girl. I can give you a moment with her, but I need to ask you a question first. Her leg was badly injured. We are determining whether or not we should amputate. If you prefer, we can sew the leg back together so she can be buried whole. Sew it on. I want her to finish her life in one piece, the way she started it. All right, then. We're going to reconnect the leg. Let's move quickly before it's too late. The team worked to reconnect my mom's leg, and then... Do you think it's worth trying to resuscitate again? Mm, it shouldn't be, but I'm wondering the same thing. CPR? Go for it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, What's happening? Nine, ten, I wouldn't nine, get your hopes 12, 13, up. It isn't 14, likely that... <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Alice? Uh, what? It was a miracle. My mom lived. It would be a long recovery, though, with nine more months in the hospital. And during this time, my siblings and I stayed with my aunt and uncle. It was not a safe situation, and we endured abuse without any means of escape. But eventually, they realized it was too much for them to keep all of us, and the family got together to make a different plan. I'm confused. I thought you said we ought to keep Brenda and Karen together. I said Karen and Charlie. Karen is the water bottle. Mom. This will eliminate the confusion. Who's the quarter? Charlie. Oh, that smile's worth a million bucks. Larry and Brenda's the book. Charlie and Karen are a pair. Can they stay with you, Susan? What do you think? As long as you get the older two out of here, that's fine. Larry can come with me so I can put him to work on my roof. I'll take Brenda. That work? Sure. Fine. It was fine, actually. Certainly better than the situation with all of us at my aunt and uncle's. Aunt Peggy took great care of me, but I was still homesick. How's the homework coming? Fine. You've just been staring at that page, sweetheart. Do you need help with it? Oh, no. How about this? Soon as you're finished, we'll go for ice cream. Okay. What kind do you like? Hmm. Usually, Larry gets a fruity one, and I get mint, and Karen gets something chocolate. So we all get to taste each. That's great teamwork. Have you heard from Mom this week? Oh, not since our last visit. Do we go Saturday? Sunday. Can you finish that worksheet up for me? Okay. I don't really want any ice cream, though. You sure? Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you.
Finally, Mom returned home, and so did we. She was in a wheelchair, and it was not easy for her to take care of us, but she worked hard to make sure we had what we needed. And then, all of a sudden, someone came back into the picture to make things more complicated. Dad? Hey, kiddo. You miss me? Folks, we'll get back to Brenda's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to Brenda's story. Soda or lemonade? Just water, please. Oh, you always used to like soda. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No. I'm telling you, Brenda, I remember. Well, I don't anymore. So, how are things with Mom? Fine. Did um, did your brother tell you what I wanted to talk about? We don't want to live with you. Your mom can't take care of you. Yes, she can. She has a leg that can't bend, and she has to push herself all around the house, but she does it. And she still cooks and cleans, and she helped me build my Egypt trifold for school. Oh, uh, your Egypt trifold? Mm, I won first place in the country project. No kidding. Oh, I'd love to see it. Look, I've got all your stuff set up. You'll have your own room. You took my stuff? We're going to court, Brenda. I'm going to win custody. Your mom can't manage anymore. Even in a wheelchair, she takes far better care of us than you ever did. It is a terrible thing to use children as pawns in a battle over custody. This experience grew me up too fast, and my mom often commented that I never seemed to be a child. But even at a young age, I knew my mom needed me, and I fought to stay with her. My dad had all my possessions and clothes, but I stayed with my mom in the only dress I had, <laughs> a green one with two front pockets and white shamrocks. Mom washed it every day after school. <laughs> Come here, sweetheart. Let me zip you up. <laughs> Your shirt's a little big for me. I know. As soon as your dress is dry, you can be free of it. Um, does washing it in the sink make it less clean? Oh, no, I always make sure the sink's free of any food or anything beforehand. Ah, good. You know I can't use the washer downstairs with my leg. I, I know, yeah. 
Honey, I hope you're staying with me because you want to, and not because you feel like you have to. Oh, I am. I promise. You're our home. You always have been. <laughs> and I love this dress anyhow. It wasn't long before Mom went to court to get my siblings back. And she was able to win custody. We didn't have a lot financially, but we were together. And that brought us great joy. In fact, I had faith that my mom was on a path toward complete healing. Larry, that's turning into a very nice lion. It's a uh, sunset, Aunt Susan. Oh! Oh, yes. I see it now. Need some more milk? Yes, please. Don't those crutches hurt under your arms? I'm building up some bruises, yes. But Brenda helped me pad them. I'll be right back. There's some out here in the garage. And what are you coloring, Brenda? That's Mom. Without her crutches or wheelchair? Yes. How lovely. Is she in heaven? No. She's going to walk again. Here. That's not possible, sweetheart. The doctor said she never will. The way her leg is connected, it will never allow for the mobility she needs to... She's going to walk again. I know it. I'm not sure where my faith came from, but it was so clear to me. A few weeks later, Mom was carrying pancakes to the table with crutches under each arm. All righty, chocolate chip and... Oh, no, there goes the syrup. I got it, Mom. No, 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 it's fine. Is there butter? I'll get that. I have it right here. Ugh. Hey, Mom, we'll get it. No, this is just... I am sick of these. Be careful. Mom? I got it. You're walking. From then on, she walked without crutches. She still had no knee bones, but they crafted her a special shoe to help with balance and back pain. This allowed her to go back to work. Around this time, my aunt and uncle moved out. And my mom knocked down the walls and opened up our home into a family dwelling. We stayed close to our church family and people mom sang with. We continued visiting with our father as well. In a few years, mom's leg pain became so intense that she chose to amputate and get a prosthetic leg. It took some getting used to, but soon she was cruising around on it. Look at you go! Go, mom! Watch out for the... the... I got it! I got it! Don't leave your baseballs lying around! Sorry. Well, I'll say, I never thought I'd see this day. I did. How's it feel? Feels like God gave me a new leg. I can't believe it. Let's go throw the ball around, Larry. Seriously? Game on. Life was stable for a time. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Kids? Larry's at baseball. I told him to be home for dinner. Who's that? Hi there. This is who I've been wanting you guys to meet. This is Kelly. Hey, girls. I've heard so much about you. Uh, let's see, uh, you must be Brenda? 
I'm Karen. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Karen and Brenda. Well, well uh, thanks for having me over. Will you girls set the table? Sure. Uh, what does everyone want to drink? Milk. Water. You got any wine? Kelly turned out to be an alcoholic and a gambler as well. He started pitting me against my siblings. <sighs> We're out. Hmm? Ah, uh, nothing. Just, I guess I'll be going to the bar later. You, uh, going to see your dad this weekend? Maybe. You know, your brother said you wanted to be with him more than us. Hey, that's not true. That's what Larry told me. Why would he say that? Well, why would he say that if it isn't true? I don't know, but it isn't. So what else did he say? Yeah, your math test didn't go so well. Oh, why would he tell you that? Shouldn't I know that? No, you're not my dad. I'm in charge of you. No, you're not. Where's Mom? It's time for church. She's not going today. Soon, Mom stopped going to church altogether. Kelly was unpredictable and violent. Fights between him and my mom got scary. There was one night I'll never forget. I'll do what I please with my money, thank you very much. I, I just want to talk about how much you're betting. Well, I don't want to talk about <laughs> Kelly! I am sick of you trying to control me. Put down the knife. Let's talk. What are you doing? Get out of here! Larry! Get off of her! Uh, 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 Mom, are you okay? These were terrifying moments that would haunt me for many years, especially since Kelly didn't go anywhere. He eventually got sick, which made him less threatening and somehow less cruel. But I found refuge in God. He had carried me and my family through so much hardship already. I tried to remember how he had been faithful in the past and hoped that he would be faithful in the future. When I met Dee, I knew right away he was a good gift from my father in heaven. I think you'll want to register for both those classes this semester. Really? Yes. That will help ensure you graduate on time. I don't know if I can handle math and science at the same time. I'm a words girl. Are you kidding me? You can do anything. You can help your mom learn to walk again. You can protect your family from violent attacks. You can set boundaries with your dad. You can most definitely handle a few equations and experiments this spring. <laughs> well, if you put it like that. How do you manage? What? How do you keep going? through all that you've had to face. Uh, chocolate? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Good friends like you. I'm a friend, huh? Well, that's another conversation altogether. It is, one I'm eager to have, but let's stay on topic. That's it? Good friends and chocolate? I suppose. I I've always found some comfort in God. Uh, I hope that doesn't sound cheesy. It doesn't. Jesus endured the worst suffering imaginable. And he did that for us. He died for our sins as a sacrifice. So he knows suffering more than we do. There was purpose in his pain. Maybe there's purpose in ours. I never thought of it like that. Here, let me show you something in my Bible. 
Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Ever since my mom's car accident, I turn to him when it all feels too much. And how does that help? Well, doesn't fix anything. There's no shortcut through suffering, but I can feel God helping me, holding me, and I can take comfort in his word. Here, here, a few verses earlier it says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Oh, when I dwell on him, I'm reminded that this life isn't all there is. <laughs> oh, stop me if I'm getting too woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. I want a faith as strong as yours. I really admire you. Oh, thanks. We could spend more time reading the Bible together. I'd like that. Dee and I would go on to get married and start our own family. After we first got pregnant, I waited until we were a few weeks along, and I was about to share the good news with my mom when I got terrible news. Hello? Brenda? There was a, f a fire at the house, and, and Mom was there with my little boy. They, they didn't make it. <sighs> Come, my Lord, no longer tarry. Take my ransomed soul away. Send thine angels now to carry me to realms of endless day. I don't know why my life has included so much suffering. I know that following Christ certainly doesn't prevent pain, but I've walked this road of grief before. And even as I mourned the loss of my mother, I knew I wasn't alone. Every time I felt the terrible pain this world can bring, it's accompanied by the loving presence of my Lord. And I'm reminded that there is another world coming, one that he's preparing for us. My deliverance isn't only for this life, but for the one to come. Without this eternal hope, I don't know how I would have survived some of my life's most challenging moments. But here I am, lifting my eyes toward heaven, where there will be no pain. Thank you, Jesus. Friends, suffering and the scars that follow are a very real part of this world. But faith in a world beyond this one will carry us through even our darkest times. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that is a promise from God our Father.
So we keep our eyes on Him with the knowledge that one day there will be no pain or suffering or scarring when we are in eternal glory with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ah, That's comforting, isn't it? Now, if you've been listening to our Unshackled Audio Drama podcast, you know we've been answering questions from listeners. And uh, this is one of our favorite things to do, folks. We love giving you a sneak peek into what we do here and giving you a, well, uh, a tour, if you will, of our workspace. So if you've got a question, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to answer it as soon as possible right here on one of our audio drama episodes. All right, today we have a question from a listener on Facebook, uh, Sarah. She asks, how do you pick your life stories? Well, Sarah, that's a good question. Um, we have a, a thorough process that begins when someone submits their information through our testimony website. It all begins by visiting unshackled.org and clicking on the red button on the homepage that says, Submit Your Story. And uh, throughout the whole process, we really try to get to know the individual. So we ask uh, for a detailed description of their testimony, uh, information about their current walk with Christ, and uh, references from a pastor and other close Christian friends. We want to be sure the person has a, a, a healthy relationship with the Lord in order for us to tell their story. You know, it's basically a, we're vetting them, uh, but in a good way. Uh, then this information is uh, prayerfully reviewed, and that's, that's how we do it. If you have been listening to our Unshackled Audio Drama podcast, you know that we have been answering questions from listeners. So if you have a question or comment for us here at the Unshackled Audio Drama podcast, something you may be curious about or want to share, you can write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get on to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or uh, like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can also share it or even tell a friend. We would love for you to review, uh, rate our podcast, and we appreciate your input and encouragement. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. Okay, here's the prize for our upcoming sweepstakes contest a beautiful wooden scripture plaque. And I believe the scripture uh, on this particular plaque is Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And folks, this plaque is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. Um, it's been sawn from a tree branch or a log, and it looks like it, and, uh, and it's cut in such a way so as to keep as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. It's been handcrafted around the natural character and beauty of the wood that, uh, well, that God created. So all you have to do to enter our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or... Email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. The winner of this sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced on April 5th, but the deadline for entry is March 31st. 
And next time... What are you doing? Put it back before someone sees us. Shut up. We could get caught. You're drawing attention. You're going to get us... Hey, you kids! What do you think you're doing? Run! Early on, Larry Wilson turned to crime. How many times have I run you out of here? Two. My store's not a food pantry. I'll take my business somewhere else. You mean stealing? <laughs> you're already a criminal. It looks like a hardened career criminal was all he'd ever be. Put your hands up. Better do as he says. But he's just a kid. A kid old enough to pull the trigger and blow your brains out. All right, take it easy. Turn around. Hands on the wall. You're making a big mistake. You'll be making a bigger mistake if you don't do what I say. This is his journey of discovering the holes his self-sufficiency couldn't fill. Mr. Wilson, I believe you are the definition of a career criminal. Do you have anything you wish to say? No, Your Honor. Don't miss his enthralling story on the next Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Brenda Franks were Connie Foster, Jill Shellebarger, Marcy Mencotti, Mark Forrest, Demetrius Troy, and Mara Kate Burns. Original music and audio engineer Don Badorf. Sound effects Demetrius Troy. Recording engineer David Pierczynski. Script Samantha Beach. Well, that's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>